Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Real life is like Twitter. <laughs> Not all the kids are fucked up because of TikTok. <clears throat> People don't move like you think Twitter tells them to. I know, you know, Twitter has... Twitter's not a real place. But Twitter has been instrumental in, you know, toppling toxic regimes and stuff like that. Like the whole Arab Spring back yeah, in. Yeah, that's, that's true and valid. Uh, you know, that's why... Twitter had been clamped down on in a lot of those areas and the idea of social media in general had been clamped down in a lot of those areas but yo you a brave little toaster hell yeah not dog that's why I said in the last episode that if they were to release brave little toaster in theaters again I would totally go watch that shit <laughs> cause that movie is not for kids I don't know thought Chicago Sun Times review right on the cover says an adorable adventure that kids will treasure. <laughs> it should say an adorable little adventure that will traumatize the fuck out of your children. Oh my god, have you ever seen a vacuum choke itself to death with its own cord? Cuz if you have it, Brave Little Toaster is gonna be a wild ride for you, my man. Oh my god, there was this one post my friend Stan did, and he was like, absolutely no one. Middle school English teacher. What short story will I assign that completely fucks them up the rest of their lives today? And everybody was like, the ones who walk away from Obelos, Flowers for Algernon, the lottery! <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. To all of these. Mm. I know why the cage bird sings. Come on, let's, let's just keep fucking Animal Farm, honestly. Like, bro, what? Uh, not Animal Farm, Lord of the Flies. That one. Yeah. That one, it's like, oh my god. Contrary to popular belief, they do not eat each other in that book. They just kill each other. <laughs> As if that makes it any better. One involves consumption. <sighs> but I'm also a part of the group that is like, man, fuck it, let these kids, like, because first of all, nothing gets you as invested. Watching movies is great. I, I love movies, I love filmmaking, right? Like that whole, the whole concept of that is such like a high form of art that I think uh, we don't even grasp how much goes even into like bad movies half the time, right? Oh yeah. But what I was getting at is that Books, like reading, like actually like forcing yourself to sit down and stare at something like my, my gamers out there know, right? Like when you get to really like grinding in something because you're trying to level up, right? It, I it love is games that I can spend 45 minutes completely content in the menu. It is a mental investment that really pays off. That's why gamers are so dedicated to their favorite brands, right? Like that's why kids will consistently buy Call of Duty even though they never change anything. And, and Madden, right? Well, yeah, Madden is an institution. <laughs> Madden 2K, right? Like this literally like all they did 
was change the jerseys up and ooh, LeBron look a little bit older now, but you gotta buy this new one because I don't know, they got face scanning technology that will absolutely distort your shit and turn into a viral meme that somehow sells more copies. Oh, look at that. Anyway, so reading, however, is the same thing right but as a kid when you're like getting lost in like these you these made up worlds that are full of traumas that you otherwise would probably never experience being trapped on a fucking island with your friends and having to rank each one of them by like purpose <laughs> i mean i don't know i guess in today's climate you might right find yourself at recess and then having to shelter in place and decide who you're gonna step over on your way that's well, a dark I mean, in this, joke in this climate you already do have some awkward decisions to make well let me tell you about one that i had earlier this week so i was driving he's probably not even gonna edit that out nah, i think you're not gonna be able to do it uh, i was driving you as were, i do you and i was behind a car filthy car absolutely filthy car Dirty construction type thing? Are we talking like a what? Like what kind of car? Sedan. Covered. Oh, oh, a sedan. Like, like a, I'm thinking like a construction uh, white like a van. Sedan covered in ah. pollen and has driven through some snow, salts up on there, and you know, like it was a pretty snow. Where the fuck are they getting snow? Have you have you? Well, I guess if you're in the Midwest, right, or up north, but here, or if you've just never washed your car so in the freedom state of Maryland. So yeah, you know, like this There's dark brown no car. Snow. Until I realized it wasn't dark brown because on the trunk, somebody had drawn uh, BLM, and I found out the car was blue. <laughs> somebody was finger wrote in BLM, BLM on this dirty ass car. And this left me, and it's on the trunk. Like, it, Cheers to that hero. There's no way that they didn't notice that. As I got to them on their left, I noticed it in fact was someone from my delegation. And you think I, they, you really think there was no way they didn't see it? it was, was it big? Like, oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. Like Probably bumper sticker big? Like bigger than a bumper sticker? Bigger than a bumper sticker. Like, like a cutting board size. Like cutting board yeah. size? Oh, okay. So this was this took up a lot of trunk this space. This took a lot of trunk space up. So, and I thought about it. This person has themselves a serious dilemma. Do they drive around with a filthy car, but come across as an ally, or do they wash it off and then have to deal with the fact that they might be racist themselves? <laughs> You're so extra. <laughs> That's so extra, bro, because, like, first of all, I'm not going to assume that this person is an ally because they riding around with BLM on their dirty-ass car. Then why wouldn't they wash their car? Because they're lazy, right? Like, I would assume this person was lazy and maybe wrote BLM if, in the car. If, if, if they were a fascist, would they wash their car? Most examples of fascism throughout history are, you know put an emphasis on cleanliness so probably especially if they saw black lives where matter this dilemma car. is at for this caucasian person driving this dirty ass fucking car how do we know he didn't do it himself maybe he's that much of an ally he was like damn i need to wash my car just like they need to wash away white supremacy black lives matter 
and then was like on my way to work. The levels of absurdity are rising up and crashing through. This is Doc with the love. That's right, you heard it. Your favorite weekly pop culture digest where we bring you our pop perspective to put the culture in context and make the mainstream makes sense because if we do not make sense we don't make dollars but very quietly because it's late (laughs) you know what it is we take the news happening around you and try to figure out how it is shaping the culture that defines you, right? If you, you know, if you're not one of those people who's like, I'm edgy, I stand outside of the culture. Yeah, well, speaking of the culture, there are uh, several things that are going on in culture right now. Uh, uh, as always. Morant <laughs> seems to be doing his best to try to find his way out of the league. There is something that we found out we never knew we needed. Oh, we yeah. We got some, uh, <laughs> who the fuck asked for this this week? We have a quick lighthouse update. We got some Donald Trump updates and some Marvel updates. But let's go ahead and get on into it with well, the lighthouse our, update. Our quick lighthouse update. This one is a real quick. Uh, so we were talking about uh, Yu Yu Hakusho last week, and we couldn't figure out what town Yusuke was from. He is from Seriyashiki. 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 <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Seriyashiki. Yes. 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 There you go. I mean, look, you tried, dog. I don't think anybody would front on you for that. You did your. You did your best. So speaking of tried it, South Park tried it i don't know if you've heard but uh paramount and hbo are going at it at the moment over their pride and joy baby boy that is the south park franchise right um for those of you who aren't in the know south park is an animated series created by matt stone and trey parker way back in the olden times known as what 1992 uh uh, hold on. We no way see. South Park is as old as I am. 1997. There no. we go. Yep. Yeah. Score no. one for <laughs> Cartman gets an anal probe. <laughs> first episode of the first season aired in 1997. Man, South Park, classic South Park, is like a very um, adult version of Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, it is... Also very immature. And right? you thought the animation in the first episode of One Piece was bad. <laughs> Yo, but that's what gave South Park the charm, right? Yeah. It was it that's what made the show stand out. And then the potty humor on top of it just made the whole absurdity a real enjoyment for people who get down with that kind of thing. Uh, but what HBO is not getting down with, however, is this enormous deal that South Park got from, you know, Paramount to secure the rights to all future episodes and things like that. HBO has all of the past ones. And it turns out was still supposed to be getting some episodes, right? But all of the newer episodes of South Park have aired on Paramount Plus 
and then HBO kind of gets them on like the back end right after they're done. So HBO is taking Paramount Plus and Matt Stone and Trey Parker to task over their, what was it? Like fucking $900 million deal that they- Literally a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was outrageous, right? Um, from the for the dudes who started a potty mouth cartoon with cardboard, right? Um, I, the trajectory is rising. <laughs> you want to talk about people with a historic come up? Fucking Trey Parker and Matt Stone, Stone. like the the two dudes who went to the Oscar premiere or like the Oscar, happened. except yeah, dressed in dresses, right? Shitty walk and shitty sushi. Just like the countless. It is wild to me the level of intelligence that that show can possess with the, the level of immaturity that it can balance at the same time. It's also gotten to the point where they found ways to like satirize like four things all at once. Dude, they no, they totally. South Park, Matt Stone and Trey Parker have, I think, totally perfected um, subversion of satire. Right, like they can even satire, satire in the middle of an episode, completely satirizing the entire culture while making fun of themselves and how they don't even want to be doing this anymore. The level of meta that South Park possesses got so intense that people like started backing away from it for a while, yeah. right? Because they were like, "Oh, the show is taking itself too seriously. It's not funny anymore. I want to go back to the fart jokes with the cardboard cutouts." Right? Well, and it, it's always been funny. Yeah. Um That's the thing. what's not it's funny, always been however, funny. is HBO feeling like they're missing out on their cut of this whole masterpiece, right? Their piece in this history, right? After they, you know, got the rights to stream South Park from Comedy Central um, exclusively on HBO Max, and then Paramount came out and, you know, put out this billion dollar deal to um, swing Matt Stone and Trey Parker away from the cable giant. And they put their money or their episodes. I don't know what exactly is going to come down from all of this, but I know a big court case is underway. Yeah, no. Which I believe, according to the HBO representatives, is by getting, you know, the episodes that they were promised, right? And if South Park and Paramount are going to continue to put forth all of this money to produce all of this new content under the guise that it's not really South Park, but it is South Park. Like, it's all spinoff stuff for the most part of it. Like, one of those things being... 100% would watch a Butters series. The streaming wars and all of that shit. I don't know, man. I guess we will see how this uh, winds up for the South Park creators and Paramount, because it sounds a lot like what Sony and Marvel are going through with Spider-Man and the Hulk and uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four. Well, I guess those two are fully secured, right? But they're still looking to get the Spider-Man rights. Spider-Man is the big one that they're all fighting over. Yeah, yep. Um, and, and, you know, Sony is holding on to the Hulk as well, right? As a bargaining chip, I'm sure, for spider-man so much so that it has recently been reported that disney may be playing with the idea of selling off its ownership in hulu in order to gain access to the hulk and spider-man as well as 
Namor so that they can, you know, fully possess the Marvel. It's like they're trying to get the last Infinity Stones <laughs> off of Sony, yo, and Sony playing hardball with that shit, right? So can we just like redo Infinity War and Endgame and superimpose Bob Igar's face <laughs> onto Thanos? So rumors have it right now that they Disney may be playing around with the idea of selling off uh, its ownership in Hulu if sony is willing to play ball and you know give over the rest of that ip but then on the other hand a lot of people are like you know hulu is in a lot of something like 44 percent of all households in america um (laughs) and it's already attached to the disney plus package so there's also rumors that they may merge at one point yeah i mean hulu has basically like all of the top hits that know like they have some live tv they have and the main hits from crunchyroll and funimation also hulu has live sports um real quick aside <laughs> i think i've told you on off mic before but one time damian lillard tweeted out oh yeah yeah he was like i think we've talked about this he's like where can i watch the game and, and people tweeted back and he's they were like you literally did a commercial for hulu that says Hulu has live sports. <laughs> <laughs> that just tells you that these NBA players, like once you get them, once you get endorsements like that, bro, you're like, all right, and your agent just tell you, you gotta go shoot a commercial. And you're like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> the other shoot money in my face. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Which is hilarious. Cause at the commercial, he's literally holding a gun. Yeah. That's why I said, money. yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) a lot of people, though, don't think that the deal would be worth it, right? To sell off their shares in Hulu because of the fact that Hulu makes so much money. And there's no telling how much, like, you know, a Hulk movie. I feel like a Hulk movie would do good. But, uh, like, you know, Namor, a lot of people loved that representation and everything in Wakanda forever um, because we're taking forever to watch it anyway I'm about to crack episode 600 of One Piece so Uh, you would rather watch One Piece than get a piece of that black (laughs) that that, that didn't come out right because I laughed at the joke didn't you have Bob Iger news Oh, yeah, so there's a rumor about Bob Igar. Uh, uh, that doesn't involve Hulu or the live sports. No, but this is purely a rumor, and it was that Bob Iger's potential replacement could be Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA. What? Doesn't Disney own the NBA? No. No, no, they own ESPN. That's yeah, what it is. Con- which has this, television that, rights. That was wild. That was wild. That was that was I listen, before y'all get at me in the comments, don't don't do that. I know what I said. I didn't mean what I said. I what I meant was doesn't Disney own ESPN? I know Disney does not own the NBA. Guys <laughs> I can see it now. People gonna be like, yo, come on, son. He's supposed to be intelligent, but he says dumb shit. <laughs> Which is what I'm here for. No, alright, so so uh, it strictly, Adam it is strictly where, a rumor. Where did you where did you source this rumor from? I exactly. Sourced this 
rumor, uh, but I will say I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast earlier and they talked about it on there, which means that it was a substantial enough rumor. <laughs> Bill Simmons talked about it. There is credence to that. Fair enough, right? If it gets to the circles that... If it gets to the circle to where Bill Simmons is like Bill in. Simmons has to address it, yeah, then it's got some kind of movement. It's got legs to stand on. Uh, the original tweet uh, that I saw was from NBACentral.com and it was redirected to um, AHN Fire Digital, an article by Peter Dewey. Okay. Published two days ago. I don't know nothing about Peter Dewey, but, but all uh, of that sounded official. What I'm going to say is um, probably not going to happen. That would be wild, dog. I don't Can see you... Adam Silver stepping away from the NBA. Hey. And I don't see Bob Igar stepping away from Disney. <sighs> not after coming back. Nope. Like, at least not for a while, right? I mean, I feel like the way he came back was just... I don't even remember old boy that replaced him, right? Like, he Bob stepped back in like, yo, you are fucking the shit up. Yeah, like, you know, the, the new guy oversaw the entire Disney Plus launch. And then Bob was like... I feel like nah. I feel like they knew the Disney Plus launch was gonna be wild, right? So Bob was like, "Here's the thing, I'm gonna retire for a little bit because I don't want no, I don't want this attached to my name, right? Just in case this shit goes south, we gonna make this guy the fall guy, and I'm gonna go summer in like the Maldives for a little bit. (laughs) Call me when Trump's not president anymore." If we're going to talk about the NBA and Fall Guys, let's talk about Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Ja Morant has found himself in a little bit of a public relations debacle. Tell our listeners who may not follow the NBA exactly who Ja Morant is. Ja Morant is the superstar guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, who are in, I think, the third spot in the Western Conference right now for the playoffs. Uh, The dude is an absolute monster on the court. Plays a reckless abandon. Also, at a barbecue at his house last summer, he punched a 17-year-old 13 or 14 times and then went outside, went inside to (sighs) grab his gun. Okay, so, um, listen, I don't know if you know this, but... This nigga got eyebrow slits, right? Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Anybody, so like one eyebrow slit, like and that's kind of like, all right, that that's a little wild, right? Like you might want to, you know, stay six feet away from that dude, like COVID rules, right? But two, two means two means that nigga, you know, he he with the shits, he don't care, right? Because anytime you like cut, you why would you cut a slash through your eyebrows, right? And this is coming from somebody who has done an eyebrow slit before, right? Like I went through my Black Forces phase, and <laughs> and sometimes you don't. There's no there's no excuse for putting your hands on children, um, unless. They're being disrespectful. No, there's no excuse putting your hands on children, first of all. Allegedly, the 17-year-old threw the basketball at John. 17-year-old? Yeah. That doesn't change things. 
as much as in the moment it might change some things for you right but you said okay so it was three it was three kids he put his <laughs> you said a 13 year old and a 17 year old no just a 17 year old oh. punched him 13 or 14 oh times. you said he okay okay he punched him 13 14 or 14 times. times all right so the next one at the finish line nah, at a okay. mall in Memphis. Okay, all right. No, nah, let me. Altercation with somebody at the store. Let me. To which Ja came with like nine other people and then followed the security guard out in the parking lot. Okay, hold the on. Security guard actually even filed a police report about it. I want to put this shit in perspective a little bit, real quick. The fact that Ja, a professional NBA player, put his hands on a minor during a pickup game sounds crazy until you remember that this nigga is only 23 years old, right? So 17 to 23, it's not that huge of a gap to be like, hey, yo, now we going to fight over that shit, right? So like, I want to cover that real quick because that headline sounds crazy out of context because you look at him as a grown ass man because you are a grown ass man, Ja. Uh, it's <laughs> over two hundred million dollars. Right, right, and you were like fucking six two, hundred and seventy four pounds according to Wikipedia. And <laughs> I know, like immediately in my head, I was like, "Cop, cop, that's cop shit." But <laughs> it's all Wikipedia, so anybody can see the shit. Hey, type that. <laughs> no. Ted, go away, cause you already got enough evidence. That shit was on camera, and then the nigga went and waved guns at a fucking grocery store. You said no, he was at the fu- he was at the finish line at the mall, and his mom called him. So then uh, he showed up with nine other dudes, and they followed the security guard. Security guard had to file a police report, and then there was the time at the Indiana game where he got into it with somebody on the court, and then as the Indiana team was leaving in the bus, apparently they saw a red laser pointer dot. I mean, that could have been a fucking... And then... That could have been a pin. were at the club, and he went IG live and was holding a, a gun up to the camera. It was a prop gun. It was just shit. And then he was suspended by the Grizzlies for two games. The thing about the NBA is there's a lot of black men that play. Uh, right? And I don't know if you know this about black men, but um, a lot of us unfortunately don't live in places that are considered very safe or productive for growth right like uh so you pick up some habits right and in the nba is picking up dudes who grew up in areas where they had to pick up some habits and when you get money it's hard to let go of some of those habits but a lot of the nba players that have spoken out they're like yeah no we we had them we had to move it. I mean, Shannon Sharp has been the one who's been about. I mean, even he got into do it. He got into it with John Moran himself. But he's even saying like, look, when I was in high school, I got to move differently than when I was in college. When I was in college, I got to move differently than when I was in the league. So he had to conduct himself differently as he put himself yeah. into the spotlight. I mean, now John Moran, he's got a signature shoe. He's one of the top ten players in the entire NBA. He's one of the most amazing players to just watch basically like, he does some freakish shit yeah but not every nigga is shannon sharp dog like it don't matter like sometimes not you can't everybody's john moran either that that's my my point like 
he will probably grow and mature with given time, right? And what he's doing looks crazy until you remember the fact that he is 23 years old and a fucking millionaire, right? If you were 23 years old and from the hood and then you became a millionaire without selling crack and shit like that, you would probably be going a little wild too. Especially if you were getting the notoriety of becoming one of the top 10 players in the NBA. Yeah, but I'm not going and having people like wave razors, like, let's be generous, red laser pointers at vans or anything like that. Oh, let's be generous. He's 23 years old. You don't think he's sitting in somewhere in a fucking, like, in the other bus with a laser pointer? Like, ooh, I bet you they think I got a gun, right? Because they done seen them tabloids. Like, or even sitting there with the fucking tech, right? And just pointing a laser, not gonna do shit. You just like, hey, I see you, bitch nigga. Still not something a professional athlete probably. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying it sounds like something a fucking 23 year old would do. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, what he should have done is because then it would just be saying like, oh, what I would have done, but I wasn't. Yeah, you're not a 23-year-old with that kind of money, right? And didn't nigga know he gonna have to... What's crazy about this is we sitting here arguing about it, but he knew he was gonna have to answer for the shit when he did it, right? And so, obviously, he he decided in that moment he don't give a fuck, right? And do you think... And I don't know if this is gonna sound like some hater shit or not. Alert, this might sound like some hater shit, but uh, if this nigga fuck up his million-dollar contract because he wanna do hood shit... That's on him. <laughs> yeah. Here's what the new young niggas want old heads to understand. They don't want to hear what you got to fucking say, right? They don't. They don't. So you can go ahead and say it if you want because you might you might be here in one of the moments where it'll get through to get through to them. But they don't. They don't care, right? Especially if they they over top of you in some kind of way already and you know like you know how you is when you when you in your 20s I right mean, y'all should listen to us because we're smart we're an athletic voice wicked smart how they smart when they can't remember anything um listen fact what of the matter is remember every nba champion <laughs> fact of the matter is He's doing that shit because he feels like he can't be touched right now. And it's unfortunate because we've seen people get touched when they feel like that and the shit don't work out for him, right? Like Kodak Black just, I don't know if it was on IG or whatever, but released like a little poem he had wrote about XXX and Tassion and that whole, because. Uh, that whole case that his family is putting together that they tried to deposition Drake for. But my whole point of bringing that up was, you know, X was on his way up. And then because of his rah-rah wild attitude, you know, he got caught up. He got touched at, at the stoplight, yeah. right? Uh, so typical of that hood shit, right? And uh, nobody wants to see that shit happen. I mean, to Young Dolph got caught up in Memphis bullshit too, right? You know, and nobody wants to see that shit happen to this rising NBA star. You know, this young rising NBA star, yeah, which is I want why to watch John Moran play for the next ten plus years. Which is why they trying to talk to him, right? But 
it's almost like the kids coming up now and I feel wild saying this shit right uh, but I just turned 33 so you know this I'm I'm literally 10 years older than this nigga right yeah, and I remember when I was that young I, I felt like man I'm just gonna figure this shit out right cause that's the age when you realize nobody has this shit figured out dog so it's hard for people to get through to you when you go through that shit I wish I had a $200 million problem to solve. <laughs> and that's what makes it even worse. Do you know how hard it is for people to talk to you when you got that kind of money? Ask Kanye. <laughs> and on that point, let's take a break. You take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. Call it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic mutate. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Have you seen Quantumania yet? No, I have not. It is apparently not doing well. It is I not. I did see that the numbers, it dropped off uh, like 51 million from uh, last weekend. Yeah, but the Creed 3 movie, I think it's Creed 3. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that that's their favorite Kang variant. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, because that movie's doing numbers. Um, and a lot of people are like, ah, surprise, surprise. Uh, the Ant-Man movie is not doing great in the third week with the new Creed movie out. Like, so... I don't you already know how I feel about like box office numbers and how they've ruined Hollywood but with the way the numbers were already looking for Quantumania right uh, a lot of people are kind of worried about the shape of the MCU and what this means for the next phase right especially with uh, the way Thor Love and Thunder performed, right? And She-Hulk's performance as well. Um, and This has uh, been a running theme over the past couple of weeks with uh, the growing concern of the MCU. Yeah, yes, yes. With that being said, however, people are not disappointed with the performance of Jonathan Majors, right? A lot of that is just, you know, the movie and it being all over the place everywhere at once, but not hitting the same notes as everything. Oh, oh damn, what the fuck? I fucked that joke up because I couldn't remember the title of the movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once, right? Um... <laughs> which is another movie about multiversal, like, uh trauma healing i'm not saying that quantum mania was about like healing family trauma and all that stuff but it like you know had that freaky sci-fi like you can't tell what's disorienting you can't tell what's going on because all of the scenes are disorienting and the shifts happen quickly and yeah so quantum mania was a maniac mess all over the place but creed 3 seems to be really taking off um it seems to be a crowd pleaser and jonathan majors and michael b jordan said that they are looking to work together more right like that as they're doing this press junket for the promo of the creed 3 movie they were reported saying that they would like to get a collaboration going like robert de niro and al pacino right <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm here for that. I'm here for that, <laughs> that too. <laughs> the one thing about Michael B. Jordan, though, 
Twitter is asking. <laughs> is he? <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, he doesn't have an edge to him. He looks like the type of guy who might know where his birth certificate is. <laughs> so, ladies, is it gay to know where your birth certificate is? Is it, though? Right? Because, like, they were calling him, like, corny and soft. It's almost like they try and Wayne Brady him, right? Like, oh, he's not Wayne Brady. Yeah. <laughs> It is like they try and Wayne Brady him, right? Uh, but I was thinking, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. As and Al Pacino and Robert De Niro for y'all's delegation, I'm with it. Yo, uh, I was like, or or would they be met, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, right? No, they're, too, they're too good at actors for that. <laughs> well, at no. least Jonathan Majors. Yeah, exactly, right? But it also got me thinking, what would Goodfellas have been like with Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. And then I was like, okay, but like, who would have been Ray Liotta, right? And then I was like, oh, it has to be Lakeith Stanfield, right? <laughs> like, cause who else is going to be able to capture like that manic breakdown that Ray Liotta faces in that movie? Especially given Lakeith Stanfield's yes. current yes. <laughs> It would be perfect for them three to do, oh God, and do you know how much it would piss people off if they redid Goodfellas, but in like, like a hood movie way. <laughs> they did. <laughs> like it's called American Gangster. Uh yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Touche. They got Rizza in the fucking movie. Touche. Fair enough. Cause Frank did go snitching then. He blew up fucking Springer, Stringer Bell and brought daylight. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? Boom! Yeah. 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 <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? Right, look, this is cold, yo. Um. So yeah, no. Uh, you going to see Goodfellas with Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, and Lakeith Stanfield? Oh, is this your title shift? Or yes. Is this improv too? No, this is totally a title shift. You should have said it then. No, it was a sneaky title shift. Oh. Well, Dan, you know what to do. Put the M. Night Shyamalan. What a twist! No, it's a twist. I know. That was my poor attempt at doing the X Files theme song. I also had that drop saved, so it's fine. But yeah, no. I'm. Would I watch this? Absolutely. I'm totally here for this. Also, it got me thinking. What are or who are, excuse me, what are, what are actors? <laughs> who are some actors that you wish would have made more movies together? Paul Giamatti and Clive Owen. <laughs> what other movies? Actually, you know, I feel like you could throw those two in a lot of situations, right? Like they could have even done like an anger management kind of thing. Like They could do a fucking really serious movie together too. Yeah, no, they could. Like they could have done Gangs of New York. So we're, we're talking about people that have already done uh, a pair out before, right? Uh, oh, yeah, we could go with that. Or, or you could see, say, two actors who haven't worked together that you wish would do a movie together, right? Ooh, ooh, here's one. Chris Evans and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. No. No, I feel like they, they should totally make more movies together, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like some kind of buddy cop movie with those two 
Oh god, why you put them in a buddy cop movie though? Like it, yeah, it's definitely got to be like an odd couple thing, though, right? But yeah, like the movie The Other Guys, which is a fucking comedic masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the troll answer is Will Smith and Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> They've never been in a movie together, I don't think. Hey, we're in a film together. Were they? Yeah. What movie? The Oscars. Now you're just being a troll. Like I said, um, it was a troll answer. My troll answer was Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott. Cause dude, where's my car is a masterpiece and we we need more of that. Ooh, right I now. One. I think I think now is the time for another dude where's my car. I got a, I got another one. Dude, I lost my car again. <laughs> I got another one. David Duchovny and Evan Handler. Were they in a movie together? No, they were together in Californication. Yeah. His agent. Yeah, no, I know who Evan. I remember who Evan Handler was. I'm just trying to think of what situation you would put them in. I w- It's almost like I want you to give me pitches for all of these movies that you're. P- you could put David Duchovny and Evan Handler in like literally any corporate situation where Duchovny is the boss and Evan Handler is like his secretary or something like that. Damn, damn, that's how it's always got to be. I'd like to but see that the, is a very easy way to do it. I'd like to see the script flip. Could one you time. also see the two of them working at a restaurant, like a high class restaurant, and David Duchovny is the bartender and Evan Handler is a server? No, the movie I see here is one of them is the boss and loses the business or some money some kind of way, and they have to. And the only person who knows about it is the like David Duchovny character, so he's got to help him get the money back. Um, in time to close the deal or some shit like that. Uh, Dave, I need you to seduce this dude's wife so we can uh, blackmail her into convincing the husband to close the deal. He's like, hey, you know that's my thing, baby. <laughs> so that 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 was it for my title shift. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors as Al Pacino. I said Al Pacino. Well, I mean, you also have to remember, like, those two were also in Godfather. Yeah. Can you can Those you imagine that? We're also in Casino, I believe. I feel like Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors could do oh, definitely, definitely do, do casino. casino. Yeah. We could definitely do casino. That I don't know. And then I'm like, which one is gonna be better? I feel biased. I think Casino would be better if it was Jonathan. The Majors and Listen, I will, let's put that out there into the ethos then, right? Like, I'm trying to uh, manifest that remake and really piss some people off. Hmm. As far as other First they came for the Little Mermaid. I want to see more of. Then they came for Goodfellas. Here's, a, here's one. Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz. I found this top 10 list of, and it wasn't even top 10. It was just like a list of some of the worst actors in Hollywood, <laughs> right? And it was like scored by like their IMDb page rating and um, their, uh, how many times they had been nominated for Razzies and shit like that. <laughs> and Cameron Diaz was one of the people on there. Ben Stiller was not though. <laughs> oh, Ben Stiller's great. Yo, you would have been surprised at some of the people that were on that fucking list. I was like, damn. And you know the obvious ones like Jennifer Lopez and Pamela Anderson, right? And um, 
Like, you know, nobody really knows them for their acting. Uh, Arnold Arnold was on there. Like Jennifer Lopez, Pamela Anderson, Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) Arnold was on there. Um, Angelina Jolie was on there, right? Uh, They're like, you know, her delivery is often very flat. And she's been nominated for some Razzies. You think they ever show up to accept those? Some people do. Uh, if I remember correctly, Hillary Swank showed up to accept her Razzie That's Award. That's really funny, yeah. considering she has an Academy Award, I believe. Yeah. Yes. She only would have done that after she won the Academy Award, I'm sure. I feel like if I ever... I, I don't know. If I remember correctly, this shit happened in the same year. Right, it, I feel like it was the same year she won the Academy Award. She showed up and also accepted her Razzie Award. That's something I never knew happened. But now, I want to know something that I never knew I needed. A boat's a boat. The mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. A twist. <laughs> What 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 do we? They are making what do you a Bob Ross movie that comes out in April. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> They're making a movie about Bob Ross, the the man that taught us all how to paint quietly. Yes, who also was a former Marine. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> now, now that I added that little like caveat, because my first reaction at first was, oh, the guy that taught us how to paint. Quietly, Quietly. yes. What are we going to watch a movie about that? I was like, oh, yeah, this guy was also a Marine. Yeah, who started painting after being a drill sergeant, right? And was like, he didn't want to, like, you know, yell at people anymore to build them up. He wanted to find a way to help uplift people's spirits and teach them how to, you know, express themselves through the art of painting instead of, you know, physical violence and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Now, then I saw the casting decision. Yeah, who were they getting to play Bob I saw the casting decision, and I went from... Ooh, is it... You have my curiosity, to now I am interested. So it's Chris Pratt. No. No, it is not Chris Pratt. (laughs) It's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh, God. Now, are you ready for this? At first, you're going you to be like, what? Da-na-na-na. And then you're going to be like, wow. Because it's Owen Wilson. What? What? Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Just think about it. Like, I thought about it. Yeah, actually. It's so weird. Like, you can't really take it, like, seriously. But but the way. He's so serene. Yeah, the way Owen Wilson talks, I feel like it's perfect for a Bob Ross movie, right? Like, and here we're going to. And wow, look at those trees. And I know a lot of people are like, how can you take (laughs) Owen Wilson seriously? To which I just refer you to Loki, where his performance as Mobius was actually incredible i don't remember where it was it was probably tumblr but i saw a breakdown of some wild equation somebody did to figure out how much money owen wilson was getting paid to say wow and like (laughs) (laughs) how much of his dialogue it takes up in in movies (laughs) 
<laughs> and it was a wild metric that just left me going, wow. <laughs> well, if you remember in one of the old, older episodes, uh, a week before, I said Donald Trump could fuck himself to the moon and then Maggie <laughs> messaged us back with the math Shut of up, what baby. it would take to fuck himself to the moon. <laughs> Shout out to Becky. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? Yeah, no, I totally do. Because it was like per thrust ratio or some shit like that. Yeah. Of like how fast you can travel <laughs> with being thrusting. We're going to put it in reverse! Becky did something wonderful. I don't know if I would call it this wonderful. It's, it is definitely something. It's certainly <laughs> something. Well, apparently a couple of weeks back... And I want you to break this all the way down. Apparently, the that he I did said this. something a couple of weeks back about Donald Trump fuck him to the moon. So, let's find out. First, let's find out what? <laughs> first, some assumptions. The global average erect penis is the size of 5.16 inches, and the average thrust frequency, one thrust per second. My nigga. This assumption just... gives us our starting equation of 5.16 inches over one second. Next, we convert this miles per hour. So, 1.56 inches over one divided by one mile over one hour. One mile over one hour equals 63,660 inches over 3,600 seconds. Wow. So then you can convert that into 8.14 miles over 0. 0.00027 hour. So that's an average miles per hour of 29, of, of 0.29 miles. So, so it would take so 814 852 hours which then converts to 33,952 days which <laughs> then converts to what the 93 fuck? years to fuck him to the moon yo this <laughs> is yo banky What's going on, dog? <laughs> you, need, you need to talk about anything? Everything alright? Everything everything going? I appreciate it. I mean, it's something... I mean, that's research. Look, there's something that's interesting he, he, like, to know. He posted the equations and everything. I'm just... It's a PDF file. Yo. 93 years? 93 years, apparently, to... On average. On average. Fuck someone to the moon. Goddamn. God damn. Specifically in this case, Donald Trump. Fuck you. Fuck to the you moon. To the moon. <laughs> All 93 years of it. Way beyond the stars. Something else that was pretty impressive um, was the complete fast turnaround and transformation that Jake Gyllenhaal has done for his new movie that he's got um that he's actually currently filming and just did a huge uh promo event for where they filmed a UFC fight that will be taking place in this movie Jake Gyllenhaal is doing I 
guess about the UFC? They decided to film it right after the John Bones Jones fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my well, bad. For whatever I totally to forgot fight. to mention that part, right? Like, they did they it. They did it immediately after the John Bone Jones fight, <laughs> in which he got washed. Uh, yo, and I was like, <laughs> I saw that shit, and when I originally saw the shit, I didn't read, like, the uh, comment underneath that yeah. said it was, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I was like, yo. <laughs> This dude looks intense, right? And then I scrolled down a little bit and I was like, that's fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. They had me for a second. They had me in the beginning, right? <laughs> like, I really thought I was watching a UFC fight. And then I was like, damn, Jake Gyllenhaal's in the UFC. I was like, please let this be like for real, dog. I, I don't know why. I just wanted to see Jake Gyllenhaal get hit, right? <laughs> I wanted to see Jake Gyllenhaal kick someone's ass. Yeah, that part. <laughs> a little like bit Jake, of both. Like Jake Gyllenhaal. A little bit of both. Several, like, okay, he's a badass. Race. Can you imagine, like, how wild that would have been if that wasn't a part of a movie? Like, that's kind of the whole reason I wanted to talk about this shit, right? Like, cause, yeah. And I think Jake knows that, right? Like, the idea of Jake Gyllenhaal... <laughs> Just walking into a UFC ring. Being, like, just disappearing. Because when was the last time you saw him in anything? Well, no, the question is, did the crowd know that they were filming a movie? That's a good question. Do you do you think the crowd knew? I don't think they knew beforehand. I think they had to figure it out. Because if you watch the video, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy's definitely letting Jake whoop his ass at this point. <laughs> or, okay, Jake is definitely yeah, no, letting yeah. him whoop his ass No, the actual point. fight in the octagon was absolutely staged, and you could tell it was, like, stage combats. The punches weren't even, like, fucking landing. Like, I'm wondering how that editing's gonna look, right? Because <laughs> that was a very good class in uh, stage combat. Like literal, literal <laughs> combat. combat. But yeah, no, um, that would that would be a crazy title shift. Uh, like, who's an actor that you could see? Like, okay, that's not like, yeah, that's not The Rock that you could go see going into the UFC. Mm. Michael John White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Josh Hartnett. Right, because he's been fighting for his career his whole <laughs> his whole life. God damn it. If I could stop laughing in the middle of my jokes, that would be hilarious, right? <laughs> but yeah, no. Um I feel like yeah, now Josh Hartnett has to uh, you know, get ripped and actually go into the UFC and then be like, first I'm gonna beat this dude's ass and become the UFC champion and then I'm gonna beat Hollywood's ass and get that Oscar baby. If he was younger, I got an answer for you. Vigo Mortensen. I mean, how the fuck old is Jake? You know who that is? I I know who that is. I can't picture him at the moment. He's Aragorn. Though. Yeah, the, yeah, there you go. He's Aragorn. Jake Gyllenhaal is 42 years old. <laughs> What'd you do with Vigo? Oh, oh, Hugh Jackman, right, is apparently eating 8,000 calories a day to get buff for his new uh, role in the Deadpool movie. This is Deadpool 3. Yeah. Wolverine 1. <laughs> 
8,000 calories a day, right? He up there with the rock. I don't know how the hell people can consume that much fucking food. Makes me think that they literally just have like Jetsons fill poop, like food pills. <laughs> no, you will, you will be filling some toilets with poop, eating all of those calories. No, a, a lot of times people drink it. I saw this fitness, this fucking uh, TikTok fitness influencer the other day that was talking about how he blends his chicken, right? Yeah. Sleepy chicken? No, no, not sleepy chicken. This is pre-workout chicken, baby. This is, I gotta get... (laughs) I gotta get these calories in, dog. And that's how they do it because they don't want to sit at the table. Like these, these, but these are like, we're talking like professional bodybuilders and power lifters, right? Like power lifters are usually the dudes that eat like that. Um, but yeah, no, the YouTube and TikTok fitness community is like crazy. Niggas is out here blending their chicken. And apparently it's not something that is like, a surprise to a lot of power lifters and stuff like that because when you try and get them calories in can you imagine how much chicken you would have to eat to get 8,000 calories a day dog not about that life and on that note I think we'll take a break unless you want to jump in on that something no we can take a break and then we'll come back with Trump news Trump dates yeah, no, I don't want to go on a date with that nigga. That's weird. Why no. would you say that? It's break time. Break, break time. Trumpy Dumpty wanted a wall. Trumpy Dumpty had a great fall. 2020 came and went. Joe Biden said, get the fuck. It's already. 2023 i feel like since the pandemic time has like just been one giant blur and soon can you believe it that it's been three years since we've been doing it thanks pandemic for making us realize that it has been that without realizing it can you believe it's been three years since joe biden has been president because no i can't two years and two months i can't and I can't believe that it's already going to be campaign season again soon. Um, like Christmas, it just keeps getting ever encroachingly closer and closer to being a all year thing. I'm burning Walmart down when I hear Christmas. <laughs> August. So, with that being... Labor Day hasn't even happened. Are you fucking with me? With that being said, um, you know speculations are rising up as to who is going to run i know nikki haley just announced her presidential campaign bid um trump you know came out full xenophobic transphobic fascist and was like yo we're gonna get rid of all the groomers we're gonna get rid of all the trans people all the doctors that's out here giving uh gender affirming surgeries to kids we gonna lock them up trump's Uh, gonna walk up onto the campaign stage and be like okay Look, I have the final answer. Oh, I thought you was actually going to say an answer. No, that was a play on the whole final solution. Yeah, no. Uh, I see. Uh, clever, clever guy. Um, what is Why not hang there? clever is um, some of the 
you know, nicknames that Donald has been giving to his main opponent uh, for a presidential run. Ron DeSantis, right? Ron uh, DeSacramonio. <laughs> Sacramento. Uh, what is Ron it? Ron Yeah, is the main one. The other ones are so pathetic, they're not even worth remembering. Yeah. But what is worth acknowledging is it does seem... <laughs> That the Trump campaign is using some of its old tactics, aside from the nicknames, um, to try and stir up a little bit of a little bit of a grassroots uh, ground based uh, movement here. Right. And the platform against Ron. A lot of it seems to be coming from online Bot farms. Yeah, don't say. <laughs> yes. Just like in the 2020 presidential run, the misinformation bot farms are back at it again. Although this time it does not to see, it does not seem to be Russian based. Um, it just seems that they are applying the same tactics that the Russians used the last uh, presidential run, and this time they are seemingly specifically targeted at negging the fuck out of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Things like referencing the newest nickname that uh, Donald has given Ronald. <laughs> Shut down Ron because, you know, Ron was in favor of the oh, shutdown at yeah. the beginning of the year and then was one of the first states to open back up and all that shit, right? So um, a lot of the bots are mentioning how Ron flip-flops a lot and how he was all in favor of Trump support. But then as soon as, um, you know, he was elected due to Trump's support, he started, you know, backpedaling against him. Yeah, and turning you against him. The bots are also doing things like, you know, kind of playing up to the fact that Ron is usurping his power in also, extremely increasingly concerning ways. Him separating from Donald does not make him the good person. It just makes him a different shit person. Yeah, it doesn't make him the more logical person, but what <laughs> but what else is it logical? None of this is normal. Uh, this is normal. Bye guys is the fact that these bot farms are not only are they trying to remind people of Ron's shortcomings aside um, <laughs> which we'll get into a little bit more after this um, but they are also trying to like neg him into becoming Trump's running mate instead of just running for president itself it's like Ron's a so good trying to son Ron DeSantis yeah, no, they're they're totally negging him and being like, you're not good enough to be president, but you could totally be Donald's running mate, <laughs> like Donald and Ronald. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not here for. Um, what else people aren't here for is Ronald seemingly hiding his height. <laughs> He's out here pulling the Tory lanes, and a <laughs> picture of him in some um, wedged heels went viral recently um and people were like have you never seen cowboy boots but people then got to speculating that uh ron happens to be one of the few public servants um in the political sphere whose height is not listed on wikipedia uh, <laughs> there were also rumors um that he you know he likes to wear the insoles that give you a little bit of boost uh because he's trying to compete with Donald, right? Um, and there's speculation of him being anywhere between 5'8 to 6'1, which is a huge range, yeah. <laughs> first of all. Yeah, that's five inches. <laughs> that's what he said. 
<laughs> no, but for real. So, um, and just another example of Ron DeSantis being a pathetic excuse for a Trump copycat, right? You know, he thought he had the hand motions down. Donald was calling him out on that. It seems like this battle is really going to heat up between the two of them, and I am very interested to see if it's going to go the Mitt Romney way. Is um, uh, Rondon closer of a cloning than Obama and Pete Buttigieg? Oh, is Pete Buttigieg out here mimicking, I'm gay, he's, Obama? He's basically, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg with his talking points comes across like he was developed in a lab. Well, he's a product of like McKinsey and the um, military, right? He he was a Marine, or was he a Marine? He was a Marine. I think he was yeah. a medic. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not going to say that he was built for this, but he does come off of as the kind of like liberal, always wanted to be president kind of kid. Like he yeah. always knew like this is what he was doing. He was the kid who was bringing briefcases to school instead of backpacks. I will and... say the whole Mayor Pete thing, bold as fuck move. Just like running as small city mayor and actually getting attention. I think he got attention more for reasons that he probably cares not to have gotten attention for than, you know, the things that he was actually running on. Rondon um, seems to be really ramping up here and I guess we'll be seeing that coming to a head in the next couple of months once campaign season really gets started, right? Because Ron's only got a couple of more weeks, I think, to decide whether or not he's actually going to run as president. Yeah. And uh, didn't you have Donald Trump news as well? No, I don't have Donald Trump news, but I do have trash news. Trash news, you say? Trash news. Trash news. So I'm going to start this off with, all right, Doc. When I go on my rant of, fuck you, fuck you, what are the things that I say, fuck you? Uh, James Harden. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast. Boom! You nailed it. Was that all of them? I no, feel like I mean, I've, I've... Wet Sox and Nazis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wet Sox, Nazis, James Harden, and Wizards of the Coast. Damn, I really feel like Tucker Carl. Maybe it's me who always says, fuck Tucker Carlson, because fuck Tucker Carlson. But, um, and Tucker fuck Carlson's Ray. apparently a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure TK regrets saying that. <laughs> so fucking funny. I anyway. don't think he meant Tucker Carlson. I meant, I think he meant Chris Pratt, and I don't understand how you get them too confused. <laughs> Confusing Tucker Carlson for Chris Pratt. Anyway, go ahead. Imagine Tucker Carlson voicing Mario. It'd probably be better than Chris Pratt. Stick to the script. Anyway, fuck Wizards of the Coast and in related to Donald Trump because he is a trash person. Come on. I want to talk about Wizards of the Coast and throwing shit in the trash. Somebody was at a landfill in Texas and happened to discover three pallets full of unopened magic product. And not just like... Three... Three and, pallets. And, and was in a landfill? Yeah. Wow. Three pallets, unopened. And these are just like the things you buy in like Toys R Us. You remember those uh, M30 things that were $1,000 a pack? Yeah. Those were in there. What? What? They didn't damage them or anything. They just... All vacuum sealed. What? Modern Horizons just... 2, the most powerful set people have said is ever created in magic. Cases of it. 
cases. Yeah, there are single cards in that set that are worth at least $60. Multiple cards. That's crazy, and that shit was just sitting in a landfill. What was the outcome of this? Did the dude just, you know, uh, pilfer it and then, like, you know, go online and was like, hey, um, I'm not saying there is three pallets of magic merchandise in the landfill, Everybody but... Everybody on Reddit was like, get a flatbed. Take literally all of it. I wonder if that counts as theft, though. Like, because this is America and corporations have all the power, so I wonder if Wizards of the Coast could be like, so, uh, a couple, that was a that was a mistake, that pilot wasn't supposed to end up there, you need to return. Uh, no, I'm sure Wizards didn't want it to end up there. Well, but yeah. let's think about this. That means that a warehouse to do product that they couldn't move and decided that it would be better off throwing it do you think this was an act of malicious compliance where like the guy who was tasked with throwing it away was like this is so wasteful i'm not going to like damage any of this i'm just gonna set it in this landfill and whoever finds it finds it oh my god that almost sounds like the guy who took the video of the Draymond green punch we'll never know who that person is <laughs> But I'm saying, like, you know... I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, Do you think that guy was, like, a Magic fan and was like, I can't believe they're just doing this. I can't believe they're doing this after forcing secret layers on us. They're and, not a Magic player, and here's why. Why? A Magic player would have kept it, but they have friends who are Magic How do you players. know there weren't four pallets? Because if I was the guy, I'm taking all four. <laughs> How do you... First of all... Where are you going to store four pallets of shrink wrap magic merchandise? Come on, you're not thinking logically, sir. That's yeah, like the people. No, it's yeah, no. Yeah. No, you're you thinking like the people do? in the. I'm going to go to the card shop. No, you're thinking like the people in the movies who find a bag of money and instead of just taking, like, you know, a handful or a couple bundles, you're the guy who takes the whole duffel bag and that's how you end up with James Gandolfini chasing you down. <laughs> right? No, you take a couple of bundles and they're like, oh, fuck, I guess we gotta eat that, right? But you leave the duffel bag, dog. You don't take all four pallets. You take a couple of cases and maybe a pallet if you can get away with it, right? No, I take all four pallets. Yeah, greedy. Yeah, you're right. But you wanna know what? And that's how you end fuck up... wizards of the... Yeah. Coast. Yeah, until Christopher Walken is knocking on your door asking for a cigarette. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I guarantee you there are some good-ass lawyers who play magic and hate Wizards of the Coast just as much as I do. I guarantee you Christopher Walken and James Gandolfini have both scared some good-ass lawyers. I'm pretty sure they have. Fuck Wizards <laughs> of the Coast. No, seriously, this is absolutely hilarious because... When they did the M30 thing, the $1,000 for booster packs thing, uh -huh. they had it on sale for like two hours. And then they tweeted saying that the sale, very important phrasing, has concluded. Not sold out. Yeah, but concluded. It's, it's finished, right? They couldn't move that product. It's sitting in a warehouse in Texas and gets thrown the fuck away and then posted. Not a good look for them. No, it's not. It's like when... <clears throat> it's also just a wild story for somebody to find four fucking yeah. pallets of unopened magic cards. It's when that dude found... It's like when that dude found that landfill with all of those unopened cases of the E.T. Atari game. <laughs> that is a true story, by the way. Yeah, no, because the, the game was literally so bad and sold so poorly that they just decided to throw all of the unsold copies away. Because they made so many copies, they thought it was going to be the hotness. 
They thought E.T. was gonna be the hot. Chris Rock Selective Outrage aired Sunday, right? Was it Sunday? Live. Live. On Netflix. On Netflix filmed in Baltimore. Baltimore at of the Hippodrome Theater. All places. Well, the Hippodrome is a nice ass theater. Very, right? very, very. Friend of the Pod Perv actually worked the show. Yeah. Uh, if you were ever in Maryland, I definitely recommend stopping to the Hippodrome if you have a chance to see a show. Um, like I said, Maryland's got a lot of little sleepy attractions that you miss if you're yeah, not familiar with a, it. It's Broadway quality theater. Yeah. Um, and this, however, was not a Broadway quality performance. I'm just going to come straight out with it and say that personally, I think that this stand up was hot mid right um at best i will say i thought tambourine yeah was much was better, better was much better um this selective outrage felt like uh the title feels like a bit of projection after watching the stand up and i'm not one of those detractors who are over here trying to fucking cape for jada pinkett like that that shit kind of makes me just as mad as chris dedicating his closer to the fucking to this whole Will Smith controversy. You knew he had to talk about it. It should have been the opener. Dave would have done it as an opener. And I know, I know people are going like, Dave would have done it. Oh, get off Dave's nuts. Like, no, that's not my point. Like, it's like clear the room with that shit and then let everybody else enjoy the stand-up. I feel like if we're going to address the elephant in the room at the beginning of this segment, then let's let's cut to it, right? Like that shit was awkward, dog. And not only because he fumbled the final punchline, right? But <laughs> he recovered real quick. I give him credit on that. I like that it was live. That we did see that. And we got to see him recover. I do. Well, yes. For the craft's sake, I think that that was a, you know, it being live is a nice touch to the stand up. That's one of the things I enjoy about stand up is that raw aspect of when good comedians are up there. It feels like, you know, you're in a even when you are in a venue like the hippodrome it feels like you're in a smaller venue right uh but chris's final uh monologue felt more like the ramblings of a drunk man at a bar who was trying to be funny shook smith was hilarious <laughs> him calling him shook smith was really funny i and the whole bit throughout the whole thing he's like i don't need another rapper bad at me yeah no nah, that you know and that was that was the um flag that was like hey we're going we're here we, we are going there. to talk about it right you know i'm not here to trash the entire stand-up because i did enjoy it for the most part right <laughs> you know there were only a few other cringe moments that i thought like the whole him like chris being so thirsty that he's making references about being single and dating in his 40s and talking about how he likes to date younger women because they're simpler like that yeah, then i feel like he gonna look back on that in a couple of years and be like yeah that, after talking about his daughter is what you said yeah yeah immediately after talking about getting his daughter kicked out of school to teach her a lesson right like bragging about that on stage was a little boomerish right i thought that was hilarious i the joke in itself was funny 
but it was the delivery that made it feel boomerish, right? And this is coming from a parent who does do you think holy sub- up, or do you think it was the end where he was like, and I didn't tell any of them, and they won't know until they watch this no. on Netflix. No, that part was funny to me, right? Because the whole time I'm thinking you're telling this joke, and that's one of the things I always think about comedians when they tell jokes like that is like, well, the person that you're telling this joke about is going to find out right like they're gonna find out now right so when he said that shit i i laughed but i subscribe entirely to the idea that sometimes kids need to feel the punishment right and i don't mean by like spanking but i mean like you know when a child gets away with things because of privilege it isn't good for their development a lot of the time it is Nah. So I don't think that he was I wrong guess. in one. <laughs> My name is Dan. I'm a public official. I don't think he was wrong in the in the sense of it. But like I said, it was the way he was bragging about it that felt boomerish, right? Like, and I went in there and I was like, you got to kick my daughter out of the school, right? <laughs> Please kick my daughter out of school. But then, like I said, there were other points that I really did, you know, like uh, him totally being self-aware about his midlife crisis that he's going in. I I guess we'll call it a midlife crisis with his divorce and all of that shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) there were a few like I hate my ex-wife jokes that I laughed at. Right. But I do know how like. Uh, Zoomers are they they absolutely love ragging on boomers for the like I hate my wife jokes because it's like okay well then why are you with her but now you know we're they talking actually, about ex-wives the way he was talking about it about his relationship with her like, yeah in regards to their kids they seem very amicable you know? yeah no they, they the co-parenting is there and you can you know and he did kind of double back and soften all of that with the like you said, know like my ex-wife is the smartest right. person i know yeah and the women are powerful and you know it's a woman's world at the end of the day thing you know i do think that some people are going to drag him for equating the power to specifically beauty right but you know he double backed again and was like every every dime that i've ever earned i have spent <laughs> and that's real that's real <laughs> I love that he said, he's like, I'm rich, but I identify as poor. <laughs> the whole way that he took the story about his mom and how she used to have to, you know, and he's told the story before about how his mom had to get her teeth pulled at a veterinary clinic because she is, you know, from the generation that had to face segregation. And I, you know, I hope that in itself opens a lot of people's eyes up to the fact that we're not that far removed from that shit. You know, Chris is only in like his fifties, right? (laughs) And his mom, that's, dude, that's two generations. Like that's not a lot, right? That's not a lot back. And I guess for Zoomers, it's I mean, more like three or four, in, in but like eight forty six special that his grandfather was a slave when he was poor. Yeah, yeah, we're not that far removed from that shit. So for you know his mom to go from getting her teeth pulled at a vet to hopping on private jets we don't know if the jet was private but it's chris rock so it was probably a private jet to go visit her granddaughter at a culinary school in paris that trajectory i'm all here for right and that's why when you when you live that kind of a life it's hard to tell people (laughs) shit just like i was talking about job rent earlier right you know so 
I do like how Chris came across as a lot more like self-aware than a lot of the later Eddie, Mur uh, Eddie Murphy stand-ups where he just became like so famous and so well unfamous. there's only like two Eddie Murphy stand-ups right you know so I guess yeah there's a big difference between delirious and raw right if Chris would have leaned more towards like you know jokes like that about his childhood and his life now right and the difference between growing up poor and having poor money and making poor decisions right like I feel like that's that would have been a good lane for this but instead he's sided himself with these comedians who are set on dead just dead set on attacking like what he what they quote as the selective outrage machine right and how like you know people are mad at him for making a joke about jada pinkett smith's alopecia when he made a whole ass documentary <laughs> called good hair right about how black women and black women's hair has been treated and viewed throughout american culture right so it's it's wild right like this balancing act that we're doing what's here what's the general overall perception of that documentary uh it's got a 94 percent on rotten tomatoes um and a 6.8 out of 10 on imdb right so it seems like it was genuinely well received or generally well received and not mansplaining no but i do <laughs> think that this however this the working title for this should have been mansplaining because the way he just like lashed into jada at the end of it really did feel like like i said earlier in the segment that this title I'm was surprised you didn't throw a tupac front line in there somewhere right right no but i mean focusing on but i do think it was right of him to point out the fact that like it wasn't i don't i truly don't think it was him that pissed off will smith i think it was everybody else who has yes been calling him a bitch for at least the last two years right ever since we found out that august alcina shit like everybody has been like yo what's going on with you will and then like i said he came out on fucking not came out but came on instagram and was like i'm in the worst shape of my life since the pandemic my self-esteem has been low and what did we fucking do we he started the disney plus show where he just goes around the world and we, does shit we we laughed at this nigga. we continued to laugh at him we were no longer laughing with will smith we were laughing at will smith right and it, it was only a matter of time before this nigga cracked and he just happened to crack on chris and you know i i think it was funny that chris also mentioned the fact that people were like yeah fight back of course yeah because fucking robert de niro and jack nicholson or, or or whoever are gonna fight at the fucking oscars right like yeah no we only expected them to fight because it's two niggas right <laughs> one two will smith does fucking tower over chris rock <laughs> bro will smith is a big man it's like asking fucking manny pacquiao to fight uh jason momoa right <laughs> I'll take Pacquiao in that fight. Yeah, because Manny Pacquiao is a trained boxer, it'd, it'd but... Be, it'd be like Manny Pacquiao versus Tyson Fury. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's another good one, right? <laughs> and I'm just like... People, y'all are ridiculous. Y'all are absolutely ridiculous with that shit. Like, no, of course these two professionals, it was already wild enough that Will got his happy ass up out of that fucking seat to walk on stage and slap Chris in front of all walk of those people. Period. Didn't Lil Mama get roasted for that? Walking up on stage during the Jay-Z. Walking up yeah. on stage. Right. Kanye and Taylor Swift. Yeah, right. Like he 
Can you imagine? No. Oh my God. I was about to say it, dog. And no, America would have lost their minds. That nigga would have literally had to move to Paris. (laughs) He would have had to go on and got lost in Africa like Dave, like called Dave up like, Dave, where did you go exactly? Oh, yeah, no, there's, what do white people call that, you know, that song with Kanye and Jay-Z, but they go to Paris. So what do we call that song? Uh, Is it that, do we just say, quote, that one with Jay and Kanye? Just in Paris, right? Because <laughs> it works both ways, right? Like, niggas in Paris, just in Paris, but like, just drop, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, just right there, in Paris. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about with the Chris Rock live stand-up this is Netflix's first live event. Right, and as we and reported... Also, if you really think about it, when's the last live stand-up that we've seen? Televised? It's been a while. I don't actually can't remember one off the top of my head. I think that's what made this so unique. I think all of the other stand-up bits, there's probably people who fuck up jokes. They just edit them out. Right. I do think that this that aspect of it worked well. For Netflix um, and I think you know this will be a jumping off point for us to see more of that because as we reported on when we initially uh, broke this story about the live special a couple of months back was this is like a test run for them and they plan on implementing it more with like their game shows and stuff so you now, can let's... tune in live to like the finales of episodes and things like that. And Netflix really wanted to have this hit like if you look at the, pre- the people that were in the pre and the post show oh yeah like no. they had leslie jones doing stand-up <laughs> opening and then for like the panel they had jb smooth kareem abdul jabbar yeah. david spade dana carvey which is just like a what the fuck casting if i've ever seen one right like yeah. if we're also, a comedy how big is that fucking check uh enough Dave probably would have done it regardless because dave and chris are like super tight yeah i mean enough for them to cancel a whole bunch of shows that everybody else was enjoying right um that's one of the jokes i keep seeing on twitter i'm not gonna take credit for that uh but it does make a lot of sense now when you look at it like when netflix is throwing so much money into projects like this and then you know the string of cancelizations that of shows that people thought were doing good and were being received well right uh and then you look at the the budget for this kind of shit and you're like oh yeah no that makes sense the whole live aspect is what had me so interested i made sure that i was at my tv at 10 o'clock yeah and when was the last time that you did that right game of thrones yeah yeah, uh, which, you know, HBO, right? So that's a cable leftover. I'm still going to count that as a cable leftover. Yeah, Game of right? Thrones last time. Uh, so Netflix may be, you know, kind of bringing things full circle where, you know, they start running live programs again and having you set down at your TV at a specific set date and time, right? Uh, and that's just more proof that none of this is... Normal. But what should be normal is ordering Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, board games, card game supplies at tokenmtg.com using the promo code Ziggy for 10% off of your order. And you know where you can find us? That's at the Flood Pod on everything. And that is on everything. And Make sure to do the like, share, subscribe, and all of that. Keep your eyes on the socials because we got some projects coming out for you. 
And with that, we'll be back at you guys next week. Keep your death threats to 280 characters or less. Deuces. Deuces. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.